is the Fade Five Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. That's right, it's Jackal's Place. Your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, back with a good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. Uh, the opener is in the books. How'd you fare? I went 7-3 and three on player props. Uh, it was actually a profitable night for me, which means... It's all downhill from here, London. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's at, uh, my uh, the bets that I had. Uh, and by the way, I also have a betting tracker up on Twitter now, Brad, just like you do, so folks can see what I've got, folks can see what you've got. Uh, but mine, uh, uh, one in four, uh, one in four. I did not do very good. Well, that total is what killed me because obviously they stayed underneath. Uh, it dipped all the way down to fifty-one and a half. So I actually took it uh, the over at fifty-one and a half when it came down prior to kick. That obviously did not happen with the game finishing at 41 and because of that as you know you see some of those suppressed totals sometimes that hurts some of your player props uh and so yeah it was not a great football night for me however if you stuck around for bonus time on yesterday's show uh both of my plus odds mlb bets hit uh in bonus time so i know we're talking a lot of football brad but i'm gonna sneak a couple of baseball picks into bonus time again and I forever will never sneak anything over on Allen Robinson and Cam Akers ever again. <laughs> That's what I'll say right? about that. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, of those four that I said I missed, two of them were tied to Cam. So yeah, it was a it was a painful night. Uh, definitely. If you're on uh, the wrong side of the ledger with either one of those fine gentlemen, of course, the Fade Five Podcast. We're going to get you ready for another football weekend, and we're going to dive into some college football. Right now, before we get to today's Fade 5, Lundy, we got a loaded slate. I'm going to actually attend the Illinois-Virginia game here in Champaign. So go Illini. Hopefully I won't get dumped on by Mother Nature in the process. And I will likely have a side wager. um, No bias baked in to the orange and blue at all. Uh, But who do you like? Maybe it's a total. Maybe it's a side. Maybe it's a money line parlay in college football this Saturday. Uh, let me give you one, and then I'll, I'll stick around Stick around for bonus time. I'll throw a couple more in there as well. But let me give you an easy one, Brad, right down the road. You just talked about how you're going to the Illinois game. Well, tomorrow, down in uh, just outside of Colorado Springs, the Air Force Academy will be hosting uh, CU, be hosting Colorado. Folks, Colorado is an absolute hot mess this season. <laughs> yes, this is are. going to be a very common theme on the Fade Five that we are going to be staying away from the buffs. They were a tr- rain wreck last weekend against TCU. Folks, Air Force is favored in this one over CU by 17 and a half, and I am telling you to lay the points. The Zoomies are going to cover. I actually see this one finishing at about 35 to 14. Maybe CU can get two touchdowns, uh, but Air Force is going to be able to run all over them because the Academy did it uh, previously, did it last week uh, in terms of running the ball, and CU cannot stop the run. If you saw anything that happened last week against TCU, you already know that. So lay the 17 and a half with Air Force. Uh, Air Force Academy, by the way, 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games. Uh, aim high, man. I love that call. I, I was uh, really examining that game. I haven't fired off a wager on it yet, uh, but do you it. just convinced me do to it. do it <laughs> on the Falcons. So we should have a field day running the football against the Bisonburgers of CU. Uh, I'm going to go in the Mountain West, and we're going to talk about the Hawaii Rainbows who are traveling to Michigan. I don't know if you saw the the spread. It's 51. 
Yes. Which is absurd to me. Uh, Timmy Chang is not exactly resemble the, the you know player he was. Uh, he's now the head coach of the, the Rainbow Warriors, and uh, they have been drowning uh, in, on the scoreboard in the first couple of games. Uh, they got boat raced by Vanderbilt, gave up 60-plus in that game, got boat raced by Western Kentucky, uh, nearly allowed 50 points in that game. It was 49-17. to 17. They have given up on average 506 and a half total yards per game of offense, and they're now on the road against a Michigan team uh, that can put up some serious points. Uh, Michigan scored 51 uh, last week in their opener against Colorado State, another Mountain West foe. So given the explosivity that Harbaugh has on this roster, they're going to run up the score. Uh, I would be shocked, Lundy, if they score 60, Michigan does, and as a result, uh, I just need, I don't know, 10 points out of Hawaii in garbage time, and we hit the over on 67 and a half, and that's where I'm stacking the greenbacks. You like that? No, actually, I don't. I'm taking the under. <laughs> I'm taking the under in that game because I saw the spread. I'm taking the under in that game because I think, I legitimately think the final might be 63 to nothing. I, I'm could not be. kidding. It could be 63 to nothing. It could be one of those like 58 to three, something like that. I actually think Harbaugh pulls everybody out at halftime. And with the way Michigan runs the ball, Brad, that clock's going to keep moving. I'm actually going to, I'm going to fade you. I know this is an early fade. I'm going to fade you on this one. I'm actually going to say that it goes under the 67 and a half because I don't know that Hawaii is going to score. And I don't know in the second half that Michigan's going to care. All right, fine. 70 to nothing. Just make it happen, Michigan. You're averaging uh, like seven yards per play, and Hawaii's giving up 7.7 yards per play through two games. Yeah. They're an abomination. It's awful. Yeah, it's, it's awful. really bad. Uh, what's also awful are these next picks. It's time once again for the Fade Five. Number five. All right, let's get after it. Player props in the NFL. Again, it was profitable for me on opening night between the Bills and the Rams. Let's keep the good times a-rolling. And let's start off, uh, start off with number five here, one of my favorites. Anytime touchdown props. And I cashed on the one with Gabe Davids uh, instantaneously on Thursday. And hopefully it's going to be a similar story on Sunday. And rub-a-dub-dub, the Chubb Club is fully open uh, behind the Velvet Road Bar service as well. And I think he's going to find the end zone in this uh, Baker Mayfield Bowl uh, going up against the uh, Carolina Panthers. And you're getting a plus money right now, which I think is extraordinary value. Plus 110 available at FanDuel Sportsbook. You look at what Chubb did last season. He was number two in yards after contact per attempt. Trade only Rashad Penny in that category among eligible running backs. Uh, Carolina giving up uh, 4.07 yards per carry a season ago. I know Kareem Hunt is back, but Chubb seems probably locked and loaded into 17 to 21 carries in this game. Remember, no Deshaun Watson. Jacoby Brissett's going to be playing more of that game manager role, and I think he's going to find the end zone as a result with ease. This could be, in all honesty, a multi-TD game for Chubb, but for the sake of this prop, we just need one cross across the chalk fade or follow lundy 
Uh, I'll follow on this one just because I like the fact I'm getting it at plus odds. Remember, we were laughing last night because Cooper Cup was a minus 200 for an anytime touchdown uh, going into that Thursday nighter. So the fact that I can take plus odds on a guy like Chubb, again, no Deshaun Watson. I, I think they're going to need him there around the goal line. You could be on to something with the multi-touchdowns. It could be worth checking out what the odds are there for him to have two or more and maybe sprinkle in a quarter unit, a half unit on a bet like that just in case they do decide to keep it on the ground a lot. Uh, but I really like this one. Plus 110. Nice odds to get us started on an anytime touchdown. Crank the music inside the Chubb Club. Number four. All right. Uh, here's one that's kind of off the, the radar a little bit. Under the table, uh, you know, we have to really have to search around. There's a breadcrumb there. It's kind of tasty. You grab that little morsel, you put it in your mouth, and hopefully cash a winning ticket here in the end. It's on Mike Gusecki, and we've seen some line movement here. Uh, this opened up at 30 and a half on receiving yards of the Miami Dolphins tight end. And it's crept up to 32 and a half against the New England Patriots. Pull this one from BetMGM at minus 115. And I'm going to live in the land down under on this prop because uh, let me uh, tell you exactly what the Miami Herald wrote about Mike Gusecki a couple of weeks ago. Quote, less of a focal point, end quote. That's what they saw throughout training camp. With Tyree Kill there, Jalen Wall, of course, being the centerpieces for Tua Tagovailoa within this offensive scheme. You know, Gusecki may, may have his moments, and yeah, he could get this on a couple of catches, but New England gave up the second fewest yards to tight ends last year, and uh, Gusecki didn't do a whole lot against them a season ago. So familiar foe, uh, more of a rear-view mirror type of option here. Uh, given the lower target share, I think Mike Isecki, uh will frankly be lucky to hit 25 yards and we need him just to stay under 33. So fade or follow Kaseki under 32 and a half receiving yards against the Patriots. Minus 115 at BetMGM. Yeah, he doesn't have uh, Jacoby Brissett there to be able to uh, be targeting him nonstop. Uh, that just doesn't exist anymore. So, yeah, I'm I'm all about this one. And I like the fact that it's actually crept up a little bit. You know, we talk yep. sometimes here on the pod about the idea of jumping on something early in the week, right? Right when it posts, hey, do this before there's a market correction, anything like that. Well, this is one that's actually working in your favor. Uh, because if you like the under, if you think he's going to wind up being down in the 20s, just in case maybe he does a little stiff arm, gets away from somebody, gains an extra few yards on a catch uh, with some yak, uh, you've got some opportunity here to be able to still keep it suppressed. So I like this one. I like the fact that it crept up a little bit. I think he finishes in the upper 20s. Uh, I understand the not a focal point, but uh, at this point, he's still going to be involved. The question is, can New England manage to bring him straight to the ground the moment that he catches it? That keeps the numbers suppressed. I think New England and that defense can do it. So let's take the under. Let's keep him somewhere in the 20s. Wrap him up in the open field. Patriots. Number three. All right, uh, moving on here. How about a change at quarterback in the Big Apple? Out is Zach Wilson uh, for the first few weeks of the regular season. In is Joe Flacco. Revenge game! Lundy, he's going up against his former employer. Of course, he had his best years with in the Baltimore Ravens. So a little bit of motivation here for Flacco, who still throws a decent deep ball. Now, he's got to be well-protected, and if that has uh, you know clean jersey written all over it, he is indeed announced to come into the pressure. I think he is going to feed Elijah Moore early and often, and for that reason, give me the over on 51.5 receiving yards. 
minus 115 at DraftKings. Uh, you look at Moore last season. He only had one game in full with Flacco under center. And this is damage he did. He had 11 targets, eight receptions, 141 yards, and a touchdown in week 11 against the Miami Dolphins. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be remotely close to that output, uh, but he is going to be the focal point, the desired target for Joe Flacco in this game. Morris had a bang-up training camp in preseason. Uh, another player who um, you know had a, a sterling preseason and training camp last year, but uh, you know, knowing that he took his rookie lumps, he's learned from those, he's getting that ample separation on opponents, and he was wide receiver nine last season and route win rate as tracked by playerprofiler.com. So again, he is winning in those mano imano situations. I think that will be the case and why he's going to get open and be uh, the apple of Joe Flacco's eye. So fade or follow, my man, Elijah Moore over 51 and a half receiving yards against the Ravens, minus 115 at DraftKings. Have we figured out whether Joe Flacco is or isn't elite? Have we reached that point yet? <laughs> anyway, damn handsome man. Man, yes. okay at quarterback. Um, you know, slightly Get great. Above Have you noticed that? Yes, but so am I. So it's just kind of a, you yeah. know, I really don't need us pointing those kinds of things out. Um, look, I'm going to follow. <laughs> I'm going to follow on this one. You talked about the the game, you know, with with Flacco last year in terms of what Moore did. No, I don't think he's going to wind up repeating that. But he went over this total four times last year, uh, regardless of who was under center, did it over the course of what, 11 games that he played yep. uh, last season. So this is this is a number that if you look at last year. It, to your point that you were bringing up, you may you may get well. Wait a minute, he only did this a handful of times. But I agree with you. You've got that learning curve. Now you go into this 2022 season, and with Flacco there, without Zach Wilson right now, I, I think this is just one of those. You got a good partnership. I think Moore is going to have some good numbers here over these first few weeks. And Brad, he could wind up, I mean, I know we're kind of crossing the streams here like Ghostbusters, but he could wind up being somebody that if he's got some good numbers with Flacco over the course of these first few weeks, from a fantasy perspective, you might want to see if you can dangle him out there if you need some help at another position, because by the time Wilson comes back, I don't know whether Moore will continue. Yeah, that's an excellent point there, my friend. Moore should be money. Number two. All right, let's talk about uh, maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL. Oh, Cooper Cup uh, certainly resembled that, has a strong argument on opening night uh, against the Buffalo Bills. But Justin Jefferson is right there in similar company. And I'm taking the over on 81 and a half receiving yards against the Green Bay Packers, minus 115 at BetMGM. Um, you look at what Justin Jefferson did. Last season against uh, Green Bay, he went over and one and under and one. He went well over the century mark in one of those efforts. And I think it's going to be a similar output here uh, because of his elite status. He's wide receiver three and team target share, at least he was last year, uh, garnering 28.5% of the looks from Kirk Cousins. He was wide receiver 10 and route win rate. So that separation, those breaks. Uh, they break ankles uh, to the opposition, and he is going to see in this game a whole lot of uh, Eric Stokes of the Green Bay Packers who allowed four touchdowns to wideouts last year. I, I think Jefferson is going to score in this game, so maybe you want to go a little two-game, one-game parlay on this, uh, two-legger, and go like with a Justin Jefferson uh, anytime touchdown, maybe lower the threshold down to, say, 70, 75 yards. 
get it at plus money. But on this prop alone, I think he is going to obliterate it, hit the century mark in what is going to be a banner 2022 campaign. So fade or follow Justin Jefferson over 81 and a half receiving yards against Green Bay, minus 115 at Ben GM. Are you blowing the Viking horn, my man? Uh, absolutely so. Uh, I do think that he goes well past this number. You talked about the uh, the game last year against Green Bay that he obliterated. How about a buck 69? That's what he managed to nice. do um, in that one. Uh, that was just absolutely crazy. He had 58 yards in the first one on six catches, but then in the, the other contest against Green Bay, he, like I said, hit at the 169 mark on eight. Uh, I don't know that he gets to the 169. I think he gets to triple figures, though, Brad. I mean, so you said it. On the same game, you could decide to bring the number down, pair it up with an time touchdown the other thing you could wind up doing is you know roll the dice that maybe he's at you know 90 plus 95 plus maybe take that triple figure mark that i'm talking about if you really think he's going to obliterate it um and and get yourself in a really nice positive territory if you want to get crazy and sprinkle something there i like the anytime touchdown other bonus pick for you right now on DraftKings. i think it's at minus 125 over on longest reception at 25 and a half. I know that's high. I know that's a big number. Most of the time we see these longest receptions down around 21 and a half, 22 and a half. Jefferson's is all the way up at 25 and a half. And I still like that one uh, over the course of uh, uh, the uh, game. I, I think he's going to wind up with something that pushes the 28 to 30 yard mark on at least one catch. Um, everybody's talking about him. A lot of people with those preseason uh, futures bets, Brad, on him to lead the league in receiving yards. That's a really popular bet before the season started. So you put all that together. I just think JJ is going to have a big first game. And Cherry on top of the Sunday, it's Kevin O'Connell. Right. And it may, <laughs> maybe the Rams already miss him uh, in that vertical attack, which was highly efficient. Of course, now the head coach of this Minnesota Vikings team could be a big offensive year sparked by Justin Jefferson. Skull, skull, skull. Number one. All right, Nubar Uno. And this line has come down. Uh, I tweeted out when it opened at DraftKings Sportsbook at 19 and a half. Uh, then it universally spiked to like 24 and a half, 25 and a half at some of the books. Now it's scaled back down closer to what it originally opened as at 21 and a half. And that is on Travis Etienne receiving yards uh, against the Washington Commanders on the road. Minus 115 at Bet MGM. And I say, take the over, baby. This is a, a clear cut strength of Etienne's game overall as he displayed with uh, certain somebody, Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback at the University of Clemson. Um, you know, he's coming off the injury. He's He had his moments. Uh, he looked decent in the preseason. Other times he looked like an imbecile. And I know there's some uh, people out there thinking, ah, James Robinson is back, but he's coming off that uh, gnarly Achilles injury. He's going to be eased in. Uh, I think a maximum of probably seven, eight touches for Robinson in this game. And that could be fruitful, really, in the end for him. Um, you know, you look at uh, Jags running backs last season, uh, they caught a very nice 69 receptions for over 400 yards. And I think that number is going to march north. And don't forget, too, that Washington allowed 84 receptions for close to 600 yards and nine running backs eclipsed his total. I think Etienne's got to flirt with 30, 35 receiving yards in the end, especially if this script gets out of control and knowing the shortcomings of defense the Jags have. That is a very real outcome. So, fade or follow, my man, Travis Etienne, over 21 and a half receiving yards. 
in the nation's capital, minus 115 at BetMGM. So this one scares me because of what uh, Cam Akers did to us last night. Um, I mean, if I'm, just being, if I'm just being straight up with you. This one scares me because we thought for certain we could get Cam. I pegged him for three catches, getting up over that. Tw- now, all of a sudden, you got, you know, Travis Etienne here at uh, up in the 20s. He only had one reception in the preseason. He played in two of the games. He only had one catch in the preseason. Yeah, practice. But, practice. But it was for 10 yards. So when, you know, this isn't like a little, you know, four or five yard dump. He's shifty enough. He can get out. I think he can get a 10 yard catch. That that's my point. My question is, can he get two or can he get three so that he could get up over this number? I like the fact that it's come back down. Obviously, I really liked it when it was all the way down at 19 and a half, as you talked about. But I do like the fact that when it got all the way up into the mid 20s, it turned around and came back down. Um, This is one, honestly, for purposes of the pod, I'll tell you that I follow. But this is not one that I'm going to bet. I don't feel confident enough in it, uh, even though it is against Washington, even though I do think the Jags are going to be a little bit better um, than what we've seen. I think ETN is going to be a big part of this. This offense. This is one that I won't bet. Uh, but like I said, for purposes of the pod, fine. I'll I'll, I'll follow. But I'm telling you, we better not get acred, dude. We better not get acred because that's just uh, <laughs> we're not going to get acred, man. We're not we're not the you know the guy we with the Achilles we injury. We're going to get acred last night. We uh, oh stop, come on. We didn't think it was going to happen last night for crying out loud, and it did. So I'm just I'm just I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous. It's the first weekend with the full with the football. I just I got the jitters, and I've had a lot of coffee. Yes, and, and let's overreact uh, on 60 Minutes of Football right now. Uh, and let's overreact on these additional selections. It's bonus time, Lundy, again, where we normally excel. Uh, yes. What else do you like? Could be college-related, could be NFL. Hell, it could be Major League Baseball, which is still going on right now. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to do the college and the MLB front. I'll leave the NFL to you. So let me get you a couple more college picks for the action on Saturday. First of all, you're going to give me a total – uh, between Houston and Texas Tech under 65. Oh, hell yes. Take the over. Uh, it's six, it's 63 and a half. These two teams combined to score 100 points in their respective games last weekend. 100 between the mm. two of them. And you're going to give me Houston and Tech at a 63 and a half? Yes, I will take the over. You can get that one at a minus 110 at BetMGM. And then, Brad, you know, we like to say there's always the Hawaii game. But this time, as we already talked about at the start of the podcast, Hawaii is actually in Ann Arbor to take on Michigan. So the late night over. tip, the late night tip for you on Saturday is going to take place down in Tucson. Mississippi State will be there to take on Arizona. Now, last year, Arizona was god-awful, 1-11 in the Pac-12, but they've they've revamped. They got like they got like 11 kids out of the transfer portal. They actually surprised me last week with a win over San Diego State, but guess what? The Aztecs are not the Bulldogs. I'm laying the 10.5 with Mississippi State. Uh, they are 3-1 and one against the spread in their last four road games, so I'm going to take Mississippi State to go in late. I say they win it by double figures. Like I said, the spread is 10 and a half. I think Mississippi State wins that one by a total of two touchdowns. So jump on that one. Then last uh, yesterday's podcast, uh, my bonus time for baseball, 2-0. and Both of them at plus odds. Let me give you a couple more. Let's stick with total bases. We did that yesterday. Cattell Marte uh, for Arizona will be taking on Herman Marquez of mm. Colorado. He has a 300 lifetime average against Marquez, including two doubles, a triple, and two home runs. So let's take Marte to go over that one and a half total bases. This one is at a minus juice. It's a minus 115 right now at DraftKings. I'll still take it because, look, Colorado's making tee times. They're ready for the season to be over. And frankly, so is Arizona. Um, 
Brad, you and I back over the summer used to like to do our little home run pick to click, right? We would yes, sir. For a round tripper, I'm going to go with Reese Hoskins uh, to be able to do that. He's got three round trippers and four doubles in his career uh, against Patrick Corbin uh, as they take on the Nats. So plus 230 for an anytime home run at BetMGM. And finally, a three-legger. I just need one hit out of each of these guys. Mookie Betts going up against San Diego. Uh, the aforementioned Marte needs a hit uh, against Colorado. And then let's go with Ronald Acuna Jr. up against Robbie Ray up there in the Pacific Northwest taking on the Mariners. If each of those guys gets a hit, you put that one together at FanDuel plus 184. Oh, I love it. All right. I got uh, a couple of uh, player props I'm going to sneak out here before we call it a show. Give me Trey Lance on the over 38 and a half rush yards uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. It gets my Chicago Bears. Uh, Lance last season in three games in which he saw a hefty amount of action average. 53.7 rush yards per game. Remember, he runs a 469 40-yard dash, and the Bears are going to royally suck this year. So I like him. Uh, probably hit 50 on the ground. Uh, I also uh, believe that Baker Mayfield is going to throw an INT against his former employer and the Cleveland Browns, who have a very good secondary. I think it's once going to be top 10 this year. That's minus 115 at BetMGM on that prop. And how about a one-game parlay? I'm going to give you two of them that I really like. Uh, one in the Colts game uh, going up against the Houston Texans. Give me Jonathan Taylor to run for at least 75 yards, which I, I think he did pretty much every single week last season. And Damian Pierce, who has been the story of Fantasyland, a guy whose value has skyrocketed. He is the starter, already been named by Lovey Smith. All he's going to do is run for 40 yards which means Houston's got to be competitive for about a quarter and a half. He's got to get the rock early and often this one, probably 15-plus times. Both those hit, 75-plus rush yards for Taylor, 40-plus for Damian Pierce. You're looking at plus 140 on that same gamer at DraftKings. And one more same gamer threw this together at BetMGM in the Sunday night affair uh, between the Buccaneers and Cowboys. And this is plus 200. All right, so double your money on this. Leonard Fournette. 15-plus receiving yards, which he did in 14 to 15 games last season. Tony Pollard, 15-plus receiving yards, which he did in 10 to 15 regular season games last year. And a guy whose role is expected to expand in that capacity. And then Dak, 230-plus passing yards, which he did in 12 to 17 games last year. And Tom Brady, 230-plus passing yards which he only failed to do in three of 19 games. So, uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Again, plus 200 at BetMGM on that one-game parlay. We are out of time on this week one edition and some college football mixed in as well of the Fade Five. Drop us a rating and a review. Would you kindly uh, follow Nathaniel Lundy on Twitter at Dave Lundy. You can follow me there at Noisy Huevos. And uh, as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you.